so growing up so i opened my eyes at umshini hospital which is in umlazi as is recorded but i was born initially and bred in kwamashu c-section and this was in my grand's house so my grand was married so she was married to okay so my mom was a firstborn yeah i'll still go back to my story just a short one here on my mom so my mom was a first child so she was born when my grand was still in a show she was not married at the time but she was born from a different father to whom my grand married which is Umar. so that makes my mom because my grand is because is like the family name that she grew up in yeah i don't have any bridges of my putting that in a better sense but i'm sure that you're going to understand so most of the time i guess this is the reason why that in as much as you might know me as I sometimes would call myself Ngidi because initially I don't belong to Ongumalo. I belong to Ngidi because my mom entered into the Ngumalo family because apparently my grand had to go fetch her from Eshowe, which is her farm where my grand grew up because apparently she was not being treated very well by my okay my mom's uncle that's how yeah my mom's uncle and so my grand decided to go and fetch her from um Eshowe to home which is in Kwamashu because my, when my grand left her she left her because she had gotten married and getting married for her meant that she had to go to uh Itigwini, which is Durban and of course they wanted to make a better life for themselves so my grandpa which i regard as a grandpa because that's who i grew up knowing as a grandpa because uh, of course when i was born i was already born when my mom was already here in guamash growing up at my grand's house so then uh yeah so grandpa worked at um transnet I'm not to show his position, but all I know is that he had a good job because like from the 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 houses that we 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 had around us in Wamashu like our house was different like growing up growing up it was like really different it was a four bedroom house and it it like really had good furniture and the, the the kids were able to go to varsity and they attended good schools and like in as much as i was young but i could sense and then i could actually see that the family did not struggle um in as much as they were not rich but they did not struggle 
like also the pictures it was like an era of pictures like where they used to take like they could be getting um a photographer that uh, would take like 50 pictures so you know when you go back and then you take a look at those pictures you know you get to see you know you know what these people were actually well off yeah so i guess it was because of my grandpa because my grand was a domestic worker at a place called um Okwini. this was floorline as a company however floorline as a company was a big company that time and it paid very well as everyone actually recorded that you know as you know you grow up people talk and that was the notion that everyone built that my gran actually worked for a good company even in, in, in as much as she was a domestic worker it was still like a company so my point in that story is that they were you know they were an affording family okay grandpa was very like is I, I took him from my understanding as a very timid someone didn't talk too much but I've never seen him drunk, but I do understand that um, he used to drink a lot. And my gran was a, a, like a huge favorite of going to church. So she was a church goer. Yeah. Then, yeah, going back to my story now. So I'm born in Umlazi Hospital. That is, of course, in Umshieni. And then going back now to my dad, my dad, dad was married. However, the wife stayed in the farm states. So what happened was when he met my mother, as the story is relayed to me, when he met my mother, even though he was married, he stayed with my mom here. It's um, Hikwini, but it was in a place called Guatabeka. So whilst the wife was in the farm states, my mom was here staying with my father, but they were not married. So it was a cohibiting situation. Cool. And then when my mom had me, story is that like neighbors that knew the wife told the wife that, you know what, the lady that is actually staying with Unzama because Unzama is my dad is now pregnant and she has a child so what happened was the wife took bags from home and then she decided to relocate without telling anyone and then my mom had to ultimately move out because she is not the wife so the wife comes in my mom leaves so where does she go she goes back home you know, to Kwamash. And then the wife remains, of course, because she's married. Cool. And then, um, you know, the way I share the story is the way that I understand the story, in as much as I don't have lots of information regarding the story. Cool. And then, so my mom finds a job, or she was already working at the time. So I then have my grand as a parent guardian because my mom goes away i'm not too sure where she went to but all i know is that only thing i can remember is that um 
she only visited twice a year. I would be very lucky if she made three visits in one year. Yeah. And, you know, when she came, she would, you know, um, leave some money for me. You know, she'd play the mum. You know, we'd go out and then I'd get to actually share what's going on. And, you know, growing up, you know, and then I would be excited. I remember I've got short versions of the times where, you know, we, 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 we went um, to shops and then uh, she would buy things that really, uh, you know, that I really liked, that excited me at the time. And then, you know, shopping, of course, I guess, you know, since you only come uh, like two or three times a year, I'm sure she saved some money so that when she gets home, she's able to spend for me or buy some clothes for me. But I'm not too sure because I cannot remember with regards to schooling who took that part or who played that role of finding schools for me. And because and, to be honest with you, I, I don't remember a time where my mom was with me in a school to register and, you know, um, to, 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 to speak to my teachers to come for meetings. Never. I don't have that memory at all. So that means it might have been my grand or um, my grand's kids because my grand was married and she had five kids. I was at five. Um, might be mistaken there, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, she had five, six, seven, eight. She actually had six kids. So they were old enough. I'm sure they, they actually played that part. Cool. And then, uh, so my grand taking back to now my grand, because she played like a major role in my life, major role in my life. Um, in the sense that whoever I became without my knowing sometimes and without my choosing sometimes, it was because of my growing up in that environment and role modeling every movement and action from her and her kids, but mainly from her because she was actually the one who had the, 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 what do they say? She had the final word. Yeah. Even from my, my grandpa, you know, it was actually her who had like the final say in everything. Right. So as I said, my grand played a major role. So she became who I became in my being a monster, in my being a prayer warrior, in my being a force, should it be a force or labeled as a force, you know, in my being um, this quiet person who's not really quiet, quiet because of situations. I must say, I really did love my grand. I know that I loved her a lot. I accepted my love for her whilst growing up, even though I knew that I was one of the kids she did not choose to love. Kids she did not choose to love, not from her maternal side, but I'm talking from 
um, uh, her grandkids because like uh, she had three grand grandkids at the time, which was Ngobile, my cousin, and then Usindi. We with Usindi, Cindy was we were three years apart, and Ngobile we were four years apart. So I share a great bond with them because that's who I actually grew up with grew up knowing we were one of those kids that were never allowed to go to the streets and play or have friends if we do it has to be one and that one had to be either a next door neighbor where you are allowed to go or you know it was one of those where a random someone comes in and then as a as a family friend and then you make a friend with that child and then they'll come once a month and that's your friend one of those things going to, going back to my grand my love for my grand so my loving my grand knowing very well that she did not share the same love that i had for her leaded me to wanting to please her because i remember there were times where as i was growing up very young i used to be very active very active in the sense that if i'm sent to the shops um i remember uh, there's a shop famously famously known as umzonini um so it was very close from where i stayed or from where we stayed so I th- I think I went to shops like eight times and there were times where because of her not being so planned out, if she wanted to cook, you'd find it now she, we don't have, uh, no, which is Norox. We don't have curry powder or maybe we don't have salt. So you end up going like to the shops, which is me, I'll end up going like eight times to the shops, which became a norm for me, became a norm. It was not a problem, but the problem became when I wanted to please her. Uh, I wanted to please her. So what I did was I used to make sure when I go to the shops, it's very quick to the point where um, I knew that she got excited and happy whenever I went to the shops and came back early. Yeah. So what I, what I wanted to do was I paced myself to do better each and every time she sent me somewhere. Yeah. And then you'd find some of the things if you don't get from the shops, you'd have to go to Kwamashu station, which is like three, three kilometers away from where I stayed. But my timing was so good that she coined a name for myself, for me, which I think for her, it was sort of a strategy to actually push me to do more because I think she saw that it made me excited when I came back and she's like, oh my goodness. Oh, I didn't even expect you. Now you're back. And, and, you know, and yeah, I used to be very quick going back, going to and from the shops to get whatever I've been saying for. So I'm growing up with kids that are not too far apart from my age, which is Cindy and Mobile, but they're not really sent to the shops as much. And taking a look back, I think it was because their parents, okay, I'm not going to say their parents, but I'm just going to say that their mom, because they both are Zotwa's kids, which is Zotwa is my aunt. Uh, So mom is there, so... She also loved them very much. She even gave them names. You know those sweet names that you give kids that you find that you're really fond of? She gave them such names. 
I'm not going to mention them anyway. I don't think there's a point to it. You know, so she'd call them to the dining room um, and then, you know, she'd make them sit on her lap. And me watching this, I think there, there was a time where I felt if I do more, I will actually get to actually sit on her lap. I'll actually get the love that she is giving to them. Because remember, I'm not getting love from anyone at this point. My dad, first of all, he's married. The wife is back. I don't get to see him. With him, it was even worse with regards to seeing him. Yeah, I think I only saw him after three years or two years. And then if it was once a year, it was because it was Christmas. Because I was, I was allowed to go away or to go see my father Christmas time. And that was the only time that mom, mom could actually take me to my father's, drop me off, and then she'd come back, you know, sort of thing. And that too, I felt like was pointless because like my father was a very quiet somebody. If he had two words to say to you, it was too much. I guess it was not only with me. Even though I know very well that he did not have a bond with me and he, he also did not love me. And with that as a result, I remember I didn't cry at his funeral. He's, day, he's, he's, he's late, by the way. I didn't cry. And it, 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 it didn't move me, even when I found out that he's dead. I remember it was my, my half-sister that called me. I think it was at night. It was like 2 o'clock. She called me. My dad's passed on. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh thanks for letting me know. That was my response. And um, the, I went to the funeral. I didn't shed a tear. I guess it's because, of course, I knew he didn't love me. There's lots of situations or instances where it actually proved that he did not have any love for me. And I, I was fine with that over time. Yeah. And then still going back to my grand. Grand loves um, my, my, my two cousins, Cindy and Mobile. And... They, when I get to wake up in the morning, not going to school, we're talking weekends, yeah? I'm the first one that needs to wake up. Look at how this happens. She wakes up, my grand woke up very early. She was one person who wakes up very, very early. One thing, the reason for that is we have to go, first of all, we we have to go to church um, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday because we were church servers, my two cousins and I. We were church servers, so we need to wake up and I need to clean. I need to make sure that I've cooked. I need to make sure that uniforms are washed. If there's washing, it has to be done. I think this is all, as I can remember right now, at the age of 10 already. I need to do all of that. Make sure that the dishes are cleaned before I go to church because as a church server, you need to go and get trained on a Saturday for Sunday. You need to clean up church. You need to replenish the wine. You need to replenish, you need to replenish the sacrament, as we call it. So that happened around 2 o'clock. So by 2 o'clock, everything should be done. And it was close to Kwamashu uh, Station, uh, which is like 3 kilometers away. So it made the three. 3.5 kilometers to church so you still have to walk there to church and and back actually i found my freedom at church 
to be honest. I think it was the best thing I, I, that could have ever happened to me because I, I got to actually get out. And that was the only time that we were allowed to go on our own because we don't get we don't go with my grand on Saturdays. It was only Sundays that we went uh, uh, we went with my grand because she comes with us on Sunday because she also attends church, and she was part of the mothers' union. Yeah, cool. So we went to we go, like it was not only us going to church. I remember even on those tent crusades, we were there. If it was a home cell, we were there. It was just one of those things. And she was very, very good at prayer. She's late. She's also late, by the way. She's also very good in prayer. You know, you could sense that you could sense. The meaning in every single word she said whenever she was praying. Yeah. And I, I, I envied that about her. As young as I was, I did envy that about her. It's just that I just could not crack, you know, that show that she had. And I didn't, I just didn't understand why, why am I so different why doesn't she love me like everyone else? You know, she didn't love me to the point where these were the days of the bold and the beautiful and a bold and the beautiful, sorry, and the days of our lives. Yes, we were not allowed to watch days of our lives and the bold and the beautiful. But my, my, my two cousins, we, we, we had a little corner uh, it was a corner of a door. So we were able to see the TV from there. <laughs> so we used to watch it from there. However, we there was there was a way we could actually sneak to the dining room from that room to 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 get to actually watch TV because they were always, you know, sucked in conversation. You know, my like my family it was just one of those people where they were always happy. It, like they've always got something to share. So. When my two cousins show up, there was no problem at all. They come, they would sit on the sofas, and it was still these areas of kids are not allowed to sit on the sofas. And But my cousins, I think they understood. They, they actually saw that like they don't really have a problem with us, which is meaning the two of them sitting on the sofas. The only person they've got a problem with sitting on the sofa is Kule. Because whenever I sit on the sofa, everyone gets to be asked to actually sit on the floor. So I realized that, you know, as a child growing up, when you see these things, it makes sense to you. And then you, 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 you just don't want to be part of the problem, you know? So what I used to do is when they have see, sneaked in to watch the bold and the beautiful days of our lives. And then they sit on the sofas. I used to find my little corner. I remember very well. It was close to a chair where my, my, my grandpa used to sit. My grandpa is very quiet, very quiet. He used to like literally a deep thinker. Yeah. Smart as well. Very smart as well. One of the people also that didn't love me, but he didn't, I, I was not, I was not phased by that. Like my grandpa was a very straight person. If he didn't like you, he didn't like you. He wouldn't act on it. But at the same time, he wouldn't pretend as though he likes you, you know. And, you know, he's not, he was not very vocal about it as well. Yeah. But he had, the, he had that bit of niceness in him. Yeah. You'll find out as the story goes on, you know, as I share more. Cool. So I used to sit next to my grandpa. He's not very vocal in as much as you would actually see me. 
sometimes he would just ignore me because I'm sitting on the corner. But the moment my grand sees me, he will ask every child to get out of the dining room, you know. And sometimes because of my being derailed from the television to her being fixed in her eyes because she's saying or relaying a story. Could have been a story from when she actually came back from work or, you know, she's relaying a story about her friend, you know. She actually used to preach also in train stations because she used to take a train to and from work. So some of those stories were very interesting. So I'd find myself fixated in her eyes and listening to what she's saying, you know. And then the moment she would actually make eye contact with me, she'd get so angry that she actually found words, you know, that were very cruel, which I'm not going to share, you know. Uh, to, 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 to show how angry she is at her making eye contact with me. In as much as she has seen that my cousins were there for a very long time, but because now she's made contact with me and my sitting in the dining room, now there's a problem and we need to all go, you know? And there was a time where I said to myself, ah, in as much as I was young, you know what? If my, my cousins are sitting in the dining room, it's fine. I can sit in this little corner. It's a good thing because I'm the only one here. No one is going to see me. I'm not going to cause, cause any problems. It's okay, you know? But of course, being a child, you forget, you do it. And then it happens repeatedly that you're getting these names, name callings. And, and because, of course, my grandma's not happy or pleased that I'm in the dining room fine and then uh you know that when i grew up i think grew a lot of resentment towards people that i loved that did not share love back towards me and it manifests in a lot of things or in a lot of ways also I see it in my interactions with people. I see it in my interactions with people who want to be my friends, who show genuine love for me. I will generally assess and assess and assess to the point where sometimes I give up because I'll pick up little things that will actually indicate that this person is either not genuine or not for me, you know. Even sometimes if I find that it's a bit too much, you know. But I think it also goes back to my experience because, you know, when you share so much of love for someone who doesn't share any love to you back, it actually leaves you with lots of questions. <clears throat> like, okay, why? Um, and no one is there to answer. And um, funny enough, she was very smart about her ways of action. When my mom used to visit, she used to pretend as though, like, Everything is fine. But those were the times that I got to sit on, on her lap. Those were the times that I got to watch TV freely because my mom is there. The good thing about my mom in her being away, she sent money monthly home. It, it is a well-known fact. She sends money home for food because I'm at home. And sometimes even if it's not for me, but I know money's there for food. But my, my dad paid maintenance. So it was a good thing on my side because, you know, it alleviated. There were days where my stresses with being less loved were alleviated 
because of that, because when she went to collect my money, I, I would actually see that I'm treated better because of course she collected my money and I'm not going to get a cent from that. She's going to just buy food and then uh, she would buy little stuff for me. And uh, the only thing I do remember is that when I went on my, my, my menstrual cycle for, uh, okay, growing up, she used to buy Comfortex. I know that it's a product from Pip. Uh, it was very cheap. And those are the times where I would get to actually uh, be bought by her something. that Like my money, but she bought me something. She thought of me, you know. It actually used to touch my heart in a sense that, of course, she did something for me, you know. I'm excited. That's fine you know and yeah there's lots of other stories that i would share but because it's not something that is so bright and that actually lightens up anything in my life i i choose not to share it so much because it actually it takes me back and then um i don't like going back <laughs> to be honest i've moved on i've i've accepted I forgave her for everything that happened. And the good thing about that is that I also put it into a sort of um, um, uh, a, a segment, a segment in life that you cannot force people to love you. Yeah. And people choose who they want to choose. And there's nothing wrong with that. And with my understanding that I guess that's the reason why it was so easy for me to forgive her not loving me, being my parent guardian and making me feel so different when I wanted to become family so much. And my being a child that is not loved from the father, from the mother, mother being away from home because she's working away from home. She's far. And um, of course, looking for the love from the wrong person because she's the one that is actually looking after me. You know, um, and you know, some of the things, you know, like, you know, waking up and being made to clean and cook as young as I was, ah, those are some of the things that really, really, um, you know, just made me hate being a child. I wanted to grow up so badly. I felt as though growing up meant that I have a, I, I, I have a voice. Um, if, even if it's not having a voice, I'm able to choose to go away. I grew up very quickly. I say that I grew up very quickly because I, I like, even now, when I, I, I take flashes of what happened then, I remember that I became very smart about my actions. Uh, so meaning I was no longer a child. So that's why I always say that my innocence of being a child was all, was, was stolen away from me from a very early age. So, you know, uh, you become an adult and nobody wants to be an adult when it's not time for them to be an adult. You become an adult. You, you, you know what to say. You choose the words to say. And, you know, you choose situations. You sneak. Uh, you lie, you know. Because, you know, if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. And nobody wants to be in trouble as a child, you know. And you don't want to be on the wrong side of the people that you are already not in the right side of, you know. But I found comfort in 
um, in my time with my cousins. In as much as they were not very contact people, but they were there. And when they were there, they understood the situation. One person who clearly understood what was going on is Usind. She understood everything without having to say anything as well. She She's a pure someone. She used to help me at times where um, you'll find that I need to clean up the house. I need to wash, you know. You know, she'd help every now and again wherever she can, you know. And I, I could actually see and sense that it's because she actually feels sorry for me, you know. In as much as she's young and she's a child, she's feeling sorry for me. And when they buy, like, your fruits, because my grand was a big fan of fruits. She used to buy fruits every day when she came back from work. Like when they forget about me, because ultimately it means that sometimes you're going to be forgotten because you're not in the dining room with everyone else. You know, when they forget to give me a fruit, um, she would actually get a fruit for me, come and give it to me. Like, here's an apple, uh, here's grapes, you know, because no one gave it to me. And whenever I actually got an apple or a grape, it had to be halved. Um, not too sure why, even if everyone else got full, a full fruit. Uh, but I would get half, you know, uh, if I get a full fruits, it comes with words, you know, you got, you, 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 you know, sometimes, uh, we asking you to do this perfectly. You're not even doing it uh, very well. We ask you to clean and then we can see that you're changing your face, but you also want this and this and this, you know, you also want meat. You also want, you know, she loved KFC. You also want KFC with us. You also want your fruits with us. You want to, you want to have fruits with us, you know, and you must also remember your mom is not here. I'm looking after you, you know? So I found myself thinking that I'm a bird. And, you know, that burden uh, that no one wants to have, it sent me into a state of silence, silence in everything that I did, silence in my thinking, silence in my vo my wanting to be vocal about some of the wrong things. You know, it sends me to a silence that was deafening. And... Uh, like, you know, you know, some of the people in life, you know, become very cruel and I'm not so sure if they would be able to, um, explain why they're so cruel in as much as I'm not allowed to sit with family and, you know, when they're doing everything, I had a friend by the name of Utandek growing up. She's my next door neighbor, but she, when she came to visit me, she was the only friend that I had. I was made to actually clean up the bathroom because the, that, that was the only place where they didn't, they, they actually neglected. They didn't pay attention to. So they actually didn't even um, uh, worry if I had not cleaned the toilets. But if my friend is there, they would say that there's lots of things you could be doing. Then you sitting around with friends, you can go and clean the toilets. So my, my friend ultimately has to go and then I have to clean the toilets. And then, of course, she's not going to be coming back because I'm not allowed to go and visit her or go and call her. Because I know, of course, she's going to be sent back, you know. So it was one of those. I don't want to go too far with the story. Just going to continue on another podcast. Um, but, of course, it comes with other parts that, of course, are not going to be similar to this one. I hope that you got this far. And... I'm definitely sure that I'm going to be 
um, with you tomorrow, whoever you are that has gotten this far to this podcast.